You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast brought to you by GumBroker.com. Go get all your fall firearm needs, or if you just want a new toy. Or you just want to look. Have a little looky Yeah, just a little looky I love bidding on stuff. Do you? Just gives you excited. It's like your form of gambling. Yeah. Like, I like to go in there and be like, oh, I'm going to leave me a deal. I'm going to leave me a deal. I'll on something, and then it'll be like, you've been outbid. I don't understand all the in- intricacies of it because I don't play around on it much. Um, but they have, like, on on eBay, you can get people sneak in at the very end and snipe you. But apparently they have fail-safes in for that where it's, like, 15-minute rule or something. I don't know if you guys know anything Is about Is that, like, it. 15 minutes between bids? Uh, Maybe. Or if it's the last 15 minutes of the auction, which I think, by the way, they were talking about it when we talked with them. I think that was kind of the gist of it. Mm. Um, Maybe there's like throttling in the last 15 minutes or I don't know. But, yeah. So, go try it. See if you can win something. Mm -hmm. Get you you a little, one of those little desk guns. (laughs) Desk drawer guns. Yeah, that's what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Eric has been eyeballing. Just sitting it out. He was braided. (laughs) Shot him. Well. Lots of fall conversations around here. Um, I, I, I've told you guys already, but I'll I'll shame myself publicly too. Dry fired my bow this weekend. That was the one dumb thing that I did, hunting related. Mm. Got out to the range, chit chatting with a feller, and turned around, <laughs> fired my bow. No arrow. I too am a hunting enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm a big bow hunter. Hello, fellow hunter. <laughs> yeah. Watch me shoot. So I'll be going to the archery shop today. So was was he within earshot when he dry fired it? Oh, dude, the whole county was within earshot of this snap. Like, yes. Did I'd, he like turn around? And was like, you all right, man? <laughs> no. So he had walked back to his car. He's probably thirty yards, forty yards, and I turn. He hasn't looked. I'm like, okay, I can get by with this. Go get, go get an arrow. <laughs> and you try to again. shoot, but the the peep was messed up, and yeah. you kiss her button. Yeah, I, the it's funny. I pulled it back the first time, and I could see, I could see the pin, but the the peep was tilted, so I could just see the pin. It wasn't a circle. It was like a really tight oh, oval. And yeah. so I did get one more shot off, and I was like, ah, I probably should 
put this away. And That's stop. bold. I don't know if I took another shot. I don't know if it's bold or stupid. Yeah. Um, You're just in <laughs> denial. Would, You're like, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. fine. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Yeah. What, so. Were you like, well, uh, it's it's lunchtime. I better go. I know. It's funny. He probably, because he was already there shooting and getting ready to leave, and I was coming in and took a couple shots um, testing out a new release. So I was really close. I didn't want anything crazy to happen. And so I shot two 10-yard shots and then this 30-yard <laughs> shot <laughs> and then turned around and left. So, yeah, he, he did a know. weird routine, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good about and yeah. 10, 10. All right. Yeah. So, road. What type of release did you get? It like uh, a new kind? A thumb release, yeah. You've always had the thumb. Right? I like thumb releases. This one has a it's – a, it's a sheer – type and it's very sensitive lots of adjustability though mm. and i actually like it a lot more because the few times i've been using it i've been testing it with my little i don't know what you call that thing the trainer trainer yeah shot trainer um and I, I just have to squeeze a fist and i feel like i'm able to concentrate on that versus punching it on mm. the other one because it travels a lot longer on that other one even though it's adjustable like it still doesn't get as tight as this one does mm-hmm. hmm. Um, so you, didn't yeah. you buy that one with the intention that it would be your backup? Are you now potentially going to flip flop? Yep. The new one is now your exactly. primary. Yep. That's exactly what I'm doing. What so. brand did you get? Stan. Stan. On it. It's, it's, it's a little bit more than the one I had before, but yeah. it's like, that's a classic. Real Babe, I'm going to get a backup <laughs> just in case I had something bad happen. This one, I have a backup. Spends <laughs> more on the backup than his original. <laughs> and I'm just going to, I'm going to go out this weekend. I'm going to take a couple shots with it and then you come back and like, and I broke my bow. So now we got it. <laughs> Unrelated to the new release. I'm just yeah. ding dong. So two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Did you take it yet? No, they weren't. They weren't there this morning, so I'm gonna take it over there in a little bit. So, well, I uh, I should probably go next because I spent time in the bow shop <laughs> last week as well. <laughs> like our seasons have both now opened <sighs> as of yesterday. And, and you guys are like, why don't you buy a bow? This is exactly it's why fun. I Shut don't up. buy a it's bow. It's fun, dude. You have to make these mistakes to learn. It's okay. I'm you not saying it's, I'm not saying that I've never it's wrong to make bow. a mistake. I'm just saying you got to have deep pockets. To get into bow. yeah, that's true. No. I do have deep pockets. You're right, Dan. Good call there. You know what? <laughs> I'm man, loaded. Don't don't act like you don't spend a ton of money on other hobbies. Like the and you most, can't just throw another look, one. In there. Gear broke person we know yeah. is Dan. Yeah, look, exactly. we're gonna get into bow hunting. We're gonna be playing poker tonight, and I'm gonna like start. You're gonna I'm gonna run all your money out, and then I'm gonna start coming after your gear. And be like, we're going for your kayak on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I raise you three jigs. Well, Jacob will have like baggies, <laughs> little crappy <laughs> jigs. <laughs> that would actually be kind of fun. The uh, rare beaver idea. banger. <laughs> the beaver <laughs> banger. <laughs> New name for a bait. Good call. But yeah, so I uh, I was at the bow shop. Um, just so I got it restrung. I went and shouted a bunch of times, and then was doing like the final tune. Um, they were calling it. Sounds pretty soft to me. Yeah, pretty soft. And uh, <laughs> and like, I get in there and. Um, I shoot it one time, and, like, it's a really bad tear. Like, I'm shooting into paper. Really bad tear, like, bottom right. Um, the, like, the the field point hole and the tear is, like, low left of the actual, like, fletching tear. And it's, like, a really nasty looking. It should look like a bullet hole with, you know, the fins, fins coming out of it. 
So, like, immediately, I'm like, great, this is not going well. I shoot a couple times, and then Dallas, which it was actually Dallas's last day full time there. I was his last patient in his uh, in his shop, uh, and I was a problem child. So um, he he shoots it a couple times, and he's like, sometimes like I'll shoot it, and I won't have the same problem. And then we'll look at your form; it could be something you're doing. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay. He shoots it, same problem. Shoots it, same problem, and he's like, hey, we got an issue on our hands here. So like, let's look at this. And he starts looking. He's like, well. We can adjust the rest, and so we do that a few times. It's getting, I mean, a touch better, but not by much. And he starts saying, like, there's something here that is, like, a bigger issue, and we start looking. So I had the Trophy Ridge VMAX Whisker Biscuit, which I went from a normal Whisker Biscuit to this, and it's really cool. It has, like, just three sections of of whiskers versus the normal Whisker Biscuit goes all the way around. This one just has three sections. So it's supposed to be, like, less resistance on the arrow and like minimizes the rest of fletching contact well at the time i was shooting a three fletched arrow so three little spots of whiskers three fletched arrow no problem i switched to four fletched over the off season and we were shooting those paper tune he's like the rest of fletching contact is wrong here and he's like there's nothing i'm going to be able to do to fix this he's like your two options are you can tear the one or like get the refletch them basically like take the floor four fletching turn them into three fletching or you can get a drop away rest and i was like ah, i don't really want to spend a bunch of money blah 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 well he's like here's here's some affordable options so i got a qad uh i think it's a qad pro hunter or extreme hunter or something like that it's just like a pretty fork. entry level yeah fork with like a little little uh retainer yeah retainer on top i've never used drop away rest but get that put on and come back and get it and he's like that fixed the issue now you just need to resight in your bow and then broadhead tune well i had already had it sighted in ish mm. it was not consistent i was not feeling great but i've also been having shoulder problems it's been a whole thing this is all leading up to this was like on a friday and then a saturday and then open season was yesterday sunday so um i Tried to get it all ready, but it just didn't work out. And I'm still, like, I've still got one more session of broadhead tuning because I got new broadheads this year because I shot my other ones last year and they are out of commission. So there's just been kind of a lot of change up this off season, And on top of all that, it was a bad, like, irregular wind, and it was 84 degrees yesterday. I was like, all this is stacking up to me not going out. And so I ended up not going hunting and just working, working on my bow and trying to get... Phil helped me yesterday a lot on uh, on broadhead tuning and getting it pretty did, close. But did he go out? No, he he's he's a pastor now, so he uh, he doesn't have oh, Sundays, Sundays to go hunt. Yeah. yeah, he's his weekend is Friday Saturday, so yeah, he he never was planning to go out. So yeah, yeah. that's why that's my excuse for Good why I didn't weekend. I didn't get out. What's yeah, your excuse, Erica? <laughs> She's got uh, a better one. <laughs> oh, um, I had a wedding at my house. Uh, on Saturday, so I was exhausted on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so I, if you want to have a new venue out in Indiana, you go to Erica dot com <laughs> no, and book no, no. Weddings, venue. Wedding Wait, don't slash bouncy houses. Weddings. Yes. <laughs> yeah, wedding uh, slash bouncy houses. I will say that I said I wasn't going to talk about this, and I won't sorry, I led you into it. But Brandon did it. Um. I, okay. Uh, had a wedding at my house. We don't normally do that. No. Uh, Okay. Nope, never done it. Right. Um, but it was a great time until the groom did break his leg. 
the the whole leg broke it. Fibia and tibia. Tibia? Tibula? Tibula? Fibula? Fibula. Fibula and tibula. Tibia yeah. and fibula. Tibia. Tib-fib. Liberty Biberty. <laughs> Bebo. Uh, <laughs> that one's the new one. Yeah. It's the new one. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, so that happened and uh, it was great. But anyways, so I was exhausted on Sunday, uh, which was opener. But I also, I think I talked last time I was on here that I didn't feel really good about um, pulling my bow back and like. I don't know. Anyways, but uh, a little promo here for Fit to Hunt, fit to number hunt.com. Uh, they do like fitness for like your elk hunt or your bow hunt. And uh, there's this guy who's in our app, Jeremy Kerber. He, I just did not feel good about like really pulling back like my draw weight and then like holding my bow like without like really shaking anyways he gave me this he they have like an archery program and it's a six-week program and i i'm two weeks into it and so yesterday i did i was like get up off the couch go do something um and i i did go out there and shoot a little bit and i'm not kidding you i really did feel like stronger nice. like right here underneath yeah. uh i don't know what the that is lat. my lats yeah, my lats my latitudes yeah, your no. latitude saddles. <laughs> well, what are they? I think it's lats, right? I yeah. think they are lats. Oblique. My lats. Your obliques are in your stomach. No, that's your it's down here. side abs. <laughs> uh, I don't have side abs. Side abs. <laughs> um, anyway, and it's not like I've never worked out before, but like I had been working out and really still had not. Anyways, those little so this muscles, program, those little back muscles. Yeah, like I really, I was like, oh my God, I'm so strong. Yeah, dog. Uh, so I felt really good about that. And then I put, so I was, I was hitting where I wanted to hit and then I changed it to the, um, broadheads mm-hmm. and it was going a little bit down. Yeah. I was like, gosh, damn it. Which I knew that it would. I just hadn't thought that far. Yeah. So now I think I need to go out tonight and adjust my sight. And rest. then rest. Ooh? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Usually when you're a broadhead tuning, you're adjusting your rest. Oh, yeah. You're the uh, flight of the arrow. You too. Mm. And us. Like, we could help you figure it out, but. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I uh, have the same rest as you now. The VMAX? I don't know. It's like the. Drop away. The drop oh, away. right. Yeah. Yeah. You have the drop away. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I have the drop away. Yeah. So you just kind of. Yeah. It depends. You said it was low. So then you just need to adjust the the housing of that rest and dealio. Mm-hmm. There's a little, a little micro tuning thing on a lot of them you can use. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Tim. Uh, I keep using the um, what are those? The monkey the Alan, wrenches. <laughs> the, the Allen, Allen wrenches. The monkey wrenches. <laughs> monkey are, wrench. Is there a monkey? wrench? I don't know. What is is a monkey wrench an actual thing? It's <laughs> an adjustable wrench that's usually used for plumbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the not. Allen so like not a, an Allen wrench. A twelve-inch <laughs> long wrench. Yeah. To, to be, Tim keeps being like, "Where's the Allen wrenches at?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're in the bow case. <laughs> like, <laughs> where they should be. Yeah, where they should be. Anyways, that's all I did. But I feel good about it." I'm going to yeah. try and go out this week. Sweet. I think that so far what I've seen is feeling more confident in your bow is a huge part of it. Yeah. Like if you don't feel ready to go, don't go. Like mm-hmm. That's that's my excuse. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, dude, we shot a lot more 3D last year. I, yeah. I feel like I was a lot a lot better shot last year. I, didn't, I haven't shot as much probably, like, at longer distances and, like, technical shots and stuff. Like that. I've just been shooting, like, a block. And so – I was I was feeling pretty good last year. 
Yeah. Uh, I feel all right. Once Time I get, on the bow. Yeah. Once I get broadhead tuned, I'll be I'll be okay. Yeah. But it's still been like 80 degrees, mm-hmm. mid-80s. Yeah. I think uh, the end of this week is supposed to really dip down. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's looking like we're like, we're here. Like this week, the highs are like... 58 60 stuff like that yeah, I mean, and hunting the evenings it'll start getting down i mean you look out the window and it's like leaves are falling mm-hmm. acorns pinging off mm-hmm. of everything and they step outside it's 85 degrees i know you're like what is yeah, it's supposed like to be done overnight temps are good yeah and you got you all both got bucks on camera right this mm-hmm. past week mm-hmm. yeah you had like three roll through right and then what you yeah, said i think it was that like harvest moon i think they were like I actually don't know what they were thinking. Time to go harvest from acorns. Yeah, they were like, ooh. Put their overalls on and went out there. So is the moon thing, the moon activity just because of the amount of light? Light? That's what I figure. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't, like, done a deep dive into it. But, I mean, there is, like, gravitational pull and, like, all that stuff. Like, the, I don't know. Does that change the different... Yeah, because the moon is close. Yeah. Oh no, we're I making mean, ourselves it, look. It you. affects we're tides. Exposing how dumb we are. Flat it, Earth. It affects tides. <laughs> so I'm sure. It's yeah. I don't know. How do the flat earthers explain like hunting phases and stuff like that? Do they do they go? You would know. What do you mean? Do they talk about like hunting at all or? No, because like they don't deny that there's a moon. Oh, I thought they would. No. I think they think the moon orbits above the flat earth and yeah. then the sun it orbits a little higher above the flat earth so how do they flat, flat earthers do not believe that the earth rotates around the sun they believe that the sun and the moon rotates around the earth which is the disc yes yeah because it's a flat disc so then what causes the shadows and the phases of a moon that's kind of what i was trying to say uh, there okay. There is a a wiki, a flat Earth wiki. <laughs> Go to flatearth.com. Um, and they do have a lot of it. I'm okay. For the record, I am not a flat earther anymore. Okay, no, <laughs> stop. I got into flat Earth for about a good thirty Look, thirty minutes one day. COVID was weird. Okay, everybody had to. <laughs> for the re- this was before COVID. Oh no, you don't have an excuse. Uh, I got into it. There was a dollar bill that I found in my wallet one day and it was like, flat earth is real. And I was like, what? And like, I'm the person that actually went to, and like Google flat earth. Yeah. And then I was like, huh, they do explain a lot. Freaking. Like why do, yeah. Like we just believe that like flat earth was, or like the earth was round because people told us so. Ooh. And, then I was like, and then they had a lot of explanations and I was like, that does make sense. But like, they do believe that like you could just like walk off the edge of the earth. Yeah. But there's sense. also ice caps around right. the mm-hmm. edge of it. Your YouTube algorithm is probably an absolute blast. I would love to see what kind of YouTube videos you're getting served. Well, yeah. I just saw on go wild, someone posted something. Um, and it was about that upcoming this week. There's going to be a nationwide, emergency alert test. I don't know if you mm. guys have heard about it on uh-uh. Wednesday. And this person posted this thing that was like, it's so the government knows where you're at. And I was reading through uh-huh. on this article that they linked to, I was reading through the comments and the top comment was the emergency alert is going to activate the chips in the COVID. Oh. Ah, yes. The 5G well, networks Now we can't activate. publish this video <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> no, I just get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through the window. <laughs> 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 that was too much. No, but yeah, yeah. no, there's some good uh, 
good conspiracy theories out there. We need a, we need a conspiracy theory. Wait, there the is an emergency trail. alert? There is. Yeah, they are testing it. I think it has to do with the Maui wildfires. Right. Because their alerts mm. didn't go out. They were like, we tried to send alerts to people's phones about the wildfire, and they didn't go out. God, Hawaii. Do you remember a few years ago when they accidentally had that emergency alert that was like, yeah. there's a oh, bomb dropping. No, there was oh, a, a missile, missile coming. from yeah. Korea. Yeah. Yeah, and it like went off, and people yeah. were. Ju- I mean, can you imagine if you got an emergency alert that was yeah. like a ballistic missile is like? Could you imagine or, being like, on an island and it's like oh, I don't know where to go? Do? Yeah. yeah, nowhere to go. Well, I think part of the Maui thing was they didn't sound. They purposely didn't sound the alarm because they were worried people were going to go up they, the mountains. And they that didn't sound the tsunami siren. Uh, That's like a tornado siren because yeah. they're like, yeah, it would. Push them to the it. only time we use it is when there's a tsunami. And theoretically, you know, everyone's like, well, we would know tsunamis because they take, you know, hours. There's an earthquake out at sea, and they're like, in four hours, mm-hmm. there'll be a tsunami. But you could kind of see the argument that, like, um, yeah, you know, I think the big thing was they were just trying to wake people up, like, sound the alarm so people wake up and look yeah. out the window and see fire yeah. and then can react but yeah. no this is the cell phone thing so the cell cool. phone thing you can program it to say whatever alien invasion so we're gonna get an missile. alien invasion alert wednesday this is just we will, yeah we'll get a <laughs> test everyone with the cell phone aliens are coming that's on should get the test it Same. probably will fail in some way Okay, we should probably go back to talking about things <laughs> we know a little bit more about. <laughs> we started wading into the Maui fire, and I'm like, well, doesn't even matter I think the reason they didn't sound the alarm be, is because <laughs> by the time this episode airs, yeah. everyone's COVID vaccines will be activated, <laughs> Yeah, their chips, and then they will become lizard people oh. and walk right off the flat earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this episode will never air. No one will ever hear yeah, about it. I was say, yeah, we're we're limiting ourselves on what can actually be published at this point. But I don't know how we went from like the yeah. moon to flat Earth to. Oh, I do. Well, all those dots connect. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Did you do anything this weekend? I went out and got my trail camera from. The, the, so we actually drew the border of this hunt area. It's eleven thousand acres. You drew it. Well, on the onyx, you know how you can like, oh, I thought put you, in the borders. I still imagine a spreadsheet of no, like no. So on onyx did the borders, and then because I didn't know how big the area was, mm-hmm. eleven thousand acres is my hunt area on land between the lakes, mm-hmm. which yeah. this is one of fourteen hunt areas, and they're all about that size. So you know, probably a hundred thousand acres or something is land between the lakes. So a big hunt area. Most of it doesn't have cell phone reception. If you're on a ridge line, oh, you can get cell okay. phone reception. As soon as you go in, you lose cell phone reception. So I had a trail cam set up and didn't get cell phone reception. So I knew I'd have to come back out in two weeks. And now it's two weeks later. I did get one picture from it of a squirrel. So I was excited to go down and pull the card. Pull the card. Eight pictures. Four of them were me walking up to the trail cam like five minutes ago, and then <laughs> and then do, four do, of them do. were squirrels. No other hunters, no deer, okay. no nothing. So that spot is no bueno. So we went to where I was thinking of camping, drove on the road, uh, camped, and there's the like this logging road that I'd tried taking my truck down before, but I'm like, I'm going to get stuck because this is an unmanaged road. So I backed up. This was two weeks ago. So this week, I'm, we parked there, and I'm like, well, let's walk down it and see how it is. 
and probably about 30, 40 yards from where I parked, there's a huge tree blocking the whole road, fell over, blocking the whole road. So I'm like, oh, no one can drive down this road, and it's a long road along all the ridge ridge tops, and there's just acorns everywhere on this ridge line. So me and my buddy walk down it, and we walk all the way down to the end. It's about a mile and a half to the end, and it just turns into woods. The roads just end. So I'm like, oh, no one can there can be no car activity and if i park at the head of the road this is like the only way you can get to this part of the woods like you can't hike in from another road there's no other roads close i'm like this is a pretty good spot so uh we find this part of the ridge line where there's two valleys and these are like mature oak valleys with very little underbrush so i'm range finding and i'm i can see across the valley you know 100 150 yards which for Kentucky deer woods, that's a pretty good distance for a shooting lane on both sides, looking down into two valleys. Wow. So I'm like, well, this is a spot. So I set up a trail cam there, and I get signal because it's on a ridge line. And then I set it up Saturday, and then Sunday I got a picture of a doe. So I know there's deer in the area. Uh, I bet they're not feeding up on the ridge line right now, but I bet once the rut happens that'll be a buck highway up there because it connects it's a mile and a half connects every single valley and ridge line mm. and even though it's a unmaintained road it's still remarkably clear so there's no underbrush or anything so a deer could just jet right across it so i'm excited as it starts getting colder i think i'm gonna get some bucks on camera and the location you know with hunting public is dealing with other hunters mm-hmm. and if my car if my truck's at the top of that road um anyone who comes after me because i'm gonna camp out so i should theoretically be out in the woods before anyone else would even come up they would see my truck and be like oh someone's here if you wake up for your alarm of course if i wake up from deep cut back to the one time <laughs> dan make up which is crucial crucial part of it um, or maybe I'll just do afternoon hunts only. <laughs> he wakes up at five, four or five, and he's like, mm, I'm so cozy in my sleeping bag in my hammock. Surely they're not moving right now. Yeah, yeah. There's no deer out here right now. Yeah. <clears throat> the other thing that's nice about this this road is it's pretty, there's very little underbrush, and I feel like I could sneak along it pretty stealthily. Mm-hmm. So if the wind's right, I might be a little bit more mobile than I've been in past hunts where I'll just hunt the same spot morning and, and evening and I'll just sit out all day in one spot. This might be one of those ones where I relocate midday. Can you see pretty good? Like you can see probably around you and be like, oh gosh, there's, I need to move over there because that's where I, where I see them at. Yes, like, I can see, I can see really well. I can see as far as I'm comfortable shooting, which would probably be 150 yards. Okay. Um, it's, and I can also hear really well. So where it's at, I mean, we were hearing acorns dropping way down in the valley because they drop down in the valley and roll down the hill. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I feel like it's it's a pretty primo spot. You know, the only thing that would have been better is if it was like on the edge of a field or something, which I feel like would get too much pressure anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling confident about it. Okay. Feeling real good. Is there anything out there that is like? This is there's a reason that the deer would move like cross the highway and move along the highway 
at this particular spot, like a pinch point that you can kind of narrow in on to say you're – I mean, you're shooting a gun. That's a little different, I guess, than bow hunting. But. Yeah, so my – the spot I chose was two open valleys on either end. One has a creek bed at the bottom of the valley, and I've got good sight lines. Um, Is there water in the creek? No, not not. There was mud. Well, that's that was the other question I have. Forever, though. Well, I was going to ask that was um, on the slogging road. There's old tire tracks that have stagnant, you know, three inch deep puddles in it. Um, Is that enough water for a deer? Like, like would a deer be like? Oh, I mean, I was get a couple licks of this. If it's not that like slurry mud oil. Looking stuff, I'm no, sure they would. Yeah. yeah. So, well, they get a lot of their water from vegetation too. Yeah. So, like, there's some bucks that live out, and there's like, it doesn't look like there's water anywhere around, but you got to think like they're eating leaves. There's puddles. There's leaves that fill with water. They're yeah. they're kind of opportunistic with that. But. So, so that's good. Um, I still didn't see any sign of deer as far as rubs or scrapes or anything, but it's still kind of early in the season. So, we'll see how well my camera battery last i might go back out in two weeks just because um that's a long drive it's three hours each way yeah you need to get one of those solar um things to go on them so you don't have to keep going out there and change the battery well i went out there last time and it only took eight pictures so the battery was like 90 percent full yeah i would think with yours as long as it's not polling so much for signal that it's draining it if it's not sending a ton of pictures you'd probably be fine yeah so it might it might just be just because got nothing going on on a Saturday, drive out there and walk around some more. And th- there were a lot of game trails going across, not where I'm setting up, but trails going across, but they didn't have great shooting lanes. So, And archery season is open in there, so if you were going down, you'd think you would see hunters in the spot. If Yeah, you would think. I didn't see – I haven't seen <clears> – <throat> this is the second time I've been down there. I haven't seen anyone hunting. You didn't – did you see the – the climber stand again that was there that last time it was there it was, it still, was still there, there. but i'm not hunting that area because oh, that, right, that was the there. first area where there was nothing right. on camera and that was the other thing was i felt like that pond which you can see on the satellite mapping and it's only one of two ponds outside of the lake beach coastline uh i'm like oh there's gonna be a ton of hunters coming down here and scouting i didn't get anyone else on cam it's not like, I don't know. I don't feel like it's that surprising with like a giant body of water being there. Like, I don't think that a lot of hunters would be like, I'm going to go look for a water source Isolated. that's alternative to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I get the theory, but it doesn't seem like most hunters would be thinking about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. To... I'm excited, though. It's going to be good. Yeah, man. Sounds like you got a good setup. Well, I uh, Friday we talked about your dead deer sled that you bought your snow sled which is pretty sweet have you ever seen one of those jet sled person yeah it's like the same stout yeah they're really stout i was expecting it to be more flimsy but a sturdy thing so anyways i i do not have the type of drag out that you guys (laughs) will have on these public land hunts but last year when i was dragging that buck up the hill like it killed me it was heavy and it was hard to get up there so i started thinking about what I'm going to do to help me drag deer out if I have to do it by myself. And, um, I started looking at deer drags and DIY deer drags and how to build something myself. Cause I don't want to spend 60 bucks on something that I can just build. And 
I somehow at our house, I don't know what this goes to. I'll probably find out at some point when it's necessary and I don't have it, but it's a section of like seatbelt material that already has loops sewn in both ends. Hmm. And so I took a, a one inch dowel rod that just perfectly fits in those loops, screwed the seatbelt on there. And then I took old bike inner tube and wrapped it around that handle. So now I've got a deer drag that's, I don't know, it's probably four feet and length. So I'm hoping my feet don't kick the deer as I'm dragging it, but you just put it around the antlers, kind of loop it, loop the handle through and pull it up to you, walk behind it. It's great. Uh, You know, I was thinking about that when you shared that. I wonder if there'd be a way to attach a rope or something to your hunting saddle. Yes. I, I read some like forum posts about that actually, where people are doing that just rigging it up so that it attaches to you. Yeah. The issue with mine, my saddle belt loosens with time and me sitting in the tree, moving around. And if I get out of the, get out of the tree and hike back to my truck, I typically have to tighten it once or twice before I get back to the truck. Um, I don't know if it's just not looped through the buckle correctly. I haven't figured out why it loosens like that. So yes, but it would pull right off me. I'd be have it around my knees in a second. Mm. but yeah that's inventive i like it a cheap redneck ingenuity yeah baby save you some money so yeah uh, anybody hears this and has questions about how to do it send me a message it's super stupid simple um obviously if you don't have seat belt material you can break up some other kind of rope but i just i've been working out preparing myself to drag hopefully because last year was so tough getting up that hill yeah. that I'm hoping this thing makes it a heck of a lot easier. Well, dude, it, every year a bunch of people die trying to drag their deer out because they have a heart attack. It's the only what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very common thing. Yeah. Well, and so because last... people don't do anything all year long, and then they go out and they sit in their stand, they shoot a buck, and then they try to drag it. Well, their heart rate gets up so high that they're not accustomed to it. And it's just one of those things that, like, there's nothing to it but to do it. And most people are physically capable of dragging it a little bit. But it's like a it's like a long, yes, grueling exercise. Right. And, like, if you're not in some amount of cardio shape, then, yeah, you just have a heart attack out there. Uh. And since you're out in the woods by yourself, yeah, it happens every year. Well, yeah, I guess, like, the whole deal of shooting a deer, like, you know, taking that shot you're already you know right like that's true yeah yeah crazy and then yeah. you let it die Adrenaline, down and then and, yeah. go get it and then you pull go back and up your heart's like oh man it's too much fella <laughs> yeah man we <laughs> we gotta get out Boop. yeah well and last year too i lack of preparedness whatever you want to call it i just don't eat and drink a lot and so when i'm sitting there mm-hmm. actually last year i was in between properties i had a handful of almonds handful of jerky drank a little bit of water and then, you know, sat down for the hunt and all the work started. And so I was like way, way low on calories to have energy to do this dehydrated because I haven't drank anything. And so then you take that. I didn't go get something out of the truck in between shooting the deer and gutting the deer and dragging the deer. And so I'm like depleted of everything and then trying to do that. And it was just gassed, completely gassed. Yeah. So lots of lessons in there. Keep yourself full while you're hunting. Yeah. I never think to, I always imagine like the hunt and the shot, but I never, well, I do think like if it starts to get close to shooting light or yeah, no, the end of shooting light, I'll say, I'm always like, do I, well, last year, cause I 
I had not field dressed on my own before. And so I had a couple people that were like, if you get something, just call and like, we will help you with it since you're not super confident. And I was like, great. So it would be like very close to the end of shooting light. And I'd be like, oh, but if something does come through, like by the time it, I'd always think about that. By the time it like rests and like stops, then I'm going to have to call them and it's going to be like dark. I'm like, hey, so you, so I know that it's very dark now, but like, can you help me find <laughs> it and help me through dress it? Yeah. So anyways, I feel good this year, but I don't usually, I hadn't thought about dragging all the energy you're gonna put in yeah yeah like i don't feel dressing them like it's work it's not simple i don't put water in like snacks for afterwards you know like like i dehydrate i dehydrate myself and i don't eat yeah yeah and then but like yeah last year it was a lot of like if you've got no calories in your belly to burn off i mean you just gotta think about putting yourself in a hole even more yeah and the adrenaline dump and all that like you're already kind of on the edge, a little frayed, having a snack and some water is probably a good idea. Yeah. But, dude, I don't know how many deer me and Phil have shot together, uh, and he has a deer cart, and we've never used it. Why? Like, it just, like, just so happens that that hunt, when we go kill something, we forgot it, or it's in his truck. It's and like it you been don't have the net. Or, you don't have the fish net, and you catch a big fish. Literally. It's like, it's exa- that exact. We've, he shot a buck, I don't remember how long ago it was, it was a couple of years ago, maybe. Uh, and he dra- had to drag it like, hmm, I don't even know. It was probably a mile, mile and a half. And then like the last 500 yards, I was able to hike out with, um, his buddy and me and then all of Phil's gear. We hiked all the way out and got to the truck and then drove the truck down and met him like at the bottom where he was dragging this thing out. And then I wheeled the deer cart all the way to him. And by the time I got to him, he was like five or 600 yards from the truck. So we rigged a thing up and put it on. So like, that's the only time we've ever even used the deer cart. That's supposed to make dragging super easy. It's just, we've never like actually had it on hand and like had a good plan to use it. Yep. My lessons from, from gutting deer is stretch your hamstrings and have food and water to keep you filled up. I bet all the cavemen out there, they're listening from centuries ago. Or like you guys are idiots. <laughs> like yeah. we're talking you ever about. See, you ever we see a, a prep for? Yeah. You ever see a gazelle stretch before it runs? Nah. <laughs> yeah. What's that from? That's from something. I don't know. I've I've said it. I've oh, probably saw it somewhere. Man. He made it up. No, I didn't That's make that cool. up. It's like how Brad cool. invented yee yee. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we came up with it, but it's like yeah. <laughs> it's a contested argument. No. But. Well. Season's open. Let's go get them. Time to get to work. Yeah. By the next episode, we'll all have been in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple Tune times. in for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Except for me. Well, I Andrew. Have to wait till November. Yeah. You haven't. Uh, Andrew shot two does already, so he's ahead of us over yeah. in Ohio. The group tally. Up yeah. to two. Yep. We'll add to it this week. All right, y'all. Make sure you log the show and go wild. Get your points. Get ready for those rewards coming out soon with Gunbroker is a pretty sweet one. So make sure you have some of those ready to cash in and we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.